very first inaugural live stream uh we have rich hi rich hello how you doing i'm good thanks uh this is tom and we are today going to have a look at uh, a live stream obviously and we're going to have a look at the wildcard draft for the hundred which is going to start in about 10 minutes on uk television um how have you found the last 24 hours following the hundred rich well no shortage of stuff going on uh I think we said from the start, this was always going to be a bit strange because of the COVID and the pandemic uh, year we've had. Um, a lot of players were rumoured to be dropping out. We've had that confirmed. But it's been quite exciting to see who's come in and taken their place. Um, not necessarily the, the players that were, were being predicted. So, no, it's, it's, it's interesting, I have to say. Yeah, it is. And we are really keen to hear your comments on it. So if you are watching along with us, Welcome. Thank you very much for doing so. But yeah, throw us some chat in the uh, in the in the comments section down below. We'll pick it up, and we'd be delighted to pull it up on screen, have a chat about it, and just answer any questions that you've got. Really. Um, so yeah, please get involved. Um, it's it's been a yeah funny sort of day and a half, I suppose. Um, what are the what's the signing, the new player that you've seen that has excited you most that's come into the? Um, I think it has to be Faf de Plessis, the South African uh, batter. He is replacing Aaron Finch of the Northern Superchargers. I think he was also going to be skippering the side. Um, you know, just a, a fine player. Um, he's made a lot of runs for both South Africa, Chennai Super Kings over the last few years. Um, and I think, yeah, it's going to be pretty exciting watching him play, see how he goes. Yeah, I like the look I like the look of Imran Tahir, obviously. I think he's a big name uh, coming in. Um He's going to replace Adam Zampa for the Birmingham Phoenix. Um, I thought it might have been Ish Soddy. You said that yesterday on our yeah. our news update. But, um, I mean, he, there was quite a bit of surprise when he wasn't signed up on the initial draft, I think. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's one of these players who just seems to crop up in most of the franchise leagues. Uh, you know, he's a very crafty leg spinner, so it's a light flight replacement. Tends to bowl a bit flatter than Zampa. Zampa is a kind of a bowler who likes to challenge the batter, get the ball up above their byline. You know, really try and turn the ball to here sort of fires it in a little bit more um, yeah. but yeah it's it's a leggy for leggy replacement I think it makes a lot of sense yeah so I mean those two are guys who are coming specifically to come and play in the 100 who wouldn't be here otherwise I guess um, yeah we've had a few as well who've come a, come into the into the squads over the last 24 hours as a result of movement from COVID from international rescheduling and quite a few of them have come as a result of the um because they're already here playing in the T20 Blast, the domestic yeah. competition here. Has anyone from that, that group caught you on? Yeah, so I think the ones there that, that are most interesting, um, for me, Jimmy Neesham going to the Welsh Fire, replacing Guy Richardson for the first three games. Uh, and his compatriot Glenn Phillips, who will uh, replace uh, Karen, uh, Sorry, Glenn Phillips will replace Kyron Pollard for the games he misses. Jimmy Neesham will come in for three games as well. Um, so, so between those players, the, the Welsh Fire are making up their overseas quota. Um, Jimmy Neesham, I know from, he's no stranger to these shores, obviously, you know, from the World Cup final a couple of years back, but he's played yeah. a fair bit of blast cricket. And I've watched him a few years back when he was down at Kent. This year he's at Essex. Uh, Glenn Phillips is more of an interesting one for me. I haven't seen a lot of him um, live, but looking at his stats line, incredibly impressive. So uh, I'm quite looking forward to him playing. Uh, how about you, Tom? Um, yeah, I like I like the look of um, 
Josh Inglis, who came in, yeah, admittedly a few days ago. But still, you know, I think he, there was quite a lot of surprise when he didn't get into the Australian One Day International squad when that was called up. So he's taken the opportunity. I think he'll do really well for the London. Uh, again, a powerful batter. Um, yeah, so, I mean, those are the squads. I've got them up on screen. That's as announced um, today as the final squad. So maybe we'd, we'll have to stop doing the news outbreaks, as it were, you know, um, for the men's side. Um, you'll note, of course, 16-man squads, um, sorry, 15-man squads, and there's one space at the bottom. So is it worth just explaining what's going on with the draft that's going to start in about five minutes? Um, yeah, what, What's do. happening with that? Yeah, okay, so they're going to pick uh, a domestic player for each of the teams, and uh, it's going to be done in order. And I think it's Trent Rockets up first. So it's mirroring the order of the main drafts themselves that they took uh, to fill in that 15th um, slot in the, uh, in, in, in the roster. And the idea is that they can pick someone who's bang in form. So have you got any names that you've been tracking you, you think that might be coming up in the next uh, half hour or so? Uh, I think one that we're going to have to look at is uh, Steve Eskenazi, uh, the Middlesex batsman. He's been... In tremendous form in the last few games, with some very big scores. Uh, I think he's wisely tipped to to come off the board. Yeah, I think that's a that's almost a certain tee for me. Um, I, I I think he might go to the London Spirit. Um, I think I called that in the, the squad profile, but we'll see. Um, he might go straight up first number, you know, first person off the board to the um, the Trent Rockets. Um, I also like the look of Sam Hain. You've been following him. Yeah, yeah Sam so, Hain. He's, yeah. yeah, he's been going pretty well um, in the in the in the last. So I think. Where do you see him ending up? Uh, more of an all-rounder type um, and clearly probably a bowling all-rounder to my mind. So I, I wonder about some of the uh, the attack for actually the London Spirit again. They might be in the mood for that. But obviously, you know, the overly invincibles, I think, would be interested. Um, so one of the London sides maybe picking him up. Hang on, Sam Haynes already in. What are we talking about? He's replaced he? uh, Wayne Madsen at the Manchester Originals. Oh, my God. This is what happens <laughs> if they change everything in the last 24 hours. Yeah, I remember seeing that. Uh, that was that was towards the back end. So it wasn't just overseas players. There were a few English players that moved around as well. And yeah. Sam Hain was one of them. So he's there at number 10 for the originals. I remember seeing that. The other one there on, on that is Ollie Robinson comes into the original side. Yeah. You know, you yeah. might remember Ollie Robinson from making his England debut uh, earlier this summer. And then he hasn't played internationally since due to some naughtiness when he was a teenager. Um, let's not get into that now. But... He uh, he comes in to replace Harry Gurney, who was originally drafted by the Manchester Originals in that spot. Who was subsequently yeah. retired. It's been so long since the original draft. Yeah, um, but let's go yeah. back to uh, the other one. I wanted to mention on that as well it was Will Smead, who came in for um, Birmingham Phoenix. You know, not a name that many people would have heard of unless you're following Somerset and county cricket. But he's been going great guns. Really young. Um, again, batting through the T20, doing a lot for them. So I'll be interested to see how much of a game he gets, but he's come in down there in position 12 for the Birmingham Phoenix. Just before the uh, the draft sort of kicks off, I'll uh, bring up the women's team because they've um, uh, we've got some big uh, names going on there, some movement. Yeah, it was confirmed today. It had been rumoured for a while that quite a few of the Australian contingent who were due to come over wouldn't be taking part. So the likes of uh, Meg Lanning and Beth uh, Mooney. But Elise Perry is still committed to it, which is good. You know, arguably best women's player in the world, so yeah, that's pretty good. And it gives an opportunity for some more um, more South African players to come in. So we've got uh, Laura Volvat is replacing coming into the Northern Superchargers, um, and also then we've got uh, Amanda Jade Wellington coming into the Southern Braves. She's replacing uh, Amelia Kerr. Sats has not see her involved in the tournament, but you know, an adequate replacement, I think. 
Yeah, so we'll probably need to get into them in a bit more detail as we get closer. Some new names for me as well, I'm happy to admit it, so I need to learn. Um, we've got a, actually a bit of a comment coming, so um, let me try and get this up on screen for you. Uh, wonder if you have a go at this one, Rich. From Shai Manju, A.B. de Villiers. Well, it'd be nice, would it? It's a very good question. I don't know why A.B. de Villiers hasn't been picked up. Um, he's obviously retired from international cricket at the minute, so he's not over with the South African touring party. I think one of the reasons why we've seen South Africans come in at the late notice is because they're over here playing Ireland anyway, yeah. so so there no kind of issues with the quarantining. Um, I think that's maybe the primary reason for it, but uh, it's a good shout. I mean, he's certainly got a lot to offer in franchise cricket. I'm surprised that they didn't consider it. Yeah, was he in the original draft? Because, you know, with the original draft, they had to declare themselves in and what price bracket they would come at. Did he Did he put himself in that mix, do you know? I'm not sure. We'd have to go back and check that. I one. don't think he did. I don't think he did. And that might be just the case that he's, he's just not up for it. Um, but I know people like Babar Azam were in that original draft, Chris Gale, and didn't get picked up as well. So it's a good question why uh, some of those guys haven't come in across as well. Yeah, remember that in the original draft, you could set your price. So... You, you, the players nominated the minimum amount of money that they expected, and if they fell to a round below that, then they were no longer available for selection. So, if if he did put himself in, he might have put himself in top tier only to make it worth worth his while. But certainly, oh. and and maybe De Villiers had, did play for um, Middlesex in the Blast last year, so it might have been a you know, somebody to go into the London spirit for that one. It's a great yeah. question. Thanks a lot, Michelle. Shai's put in actually another one, which I, this is one I have actually mentioned yesterday on our stream, uh, Norkia. Uh, so Andre Norkia, the South African pacer, would have been a good option for any team as well. Now, I do think he was in the in the options category. And again, he is in that touring squad of the South Africans uh, in Ireland. So you got any reason why that, that he might not have been taken? Um, I'm not sure. We haven't really seen uh, who, who we've seen coming in for pace bowling. We've seen some of the New Zealanders. I think they're sort of yeah. more known quantity. Maybe it's worked out contractually for them because they were in the Blast anyway. Uh, and then the Blast is taking a break during the 100. So maybe from a contract standpoint. I mean, you you raised him yesterday, uh, Norky. I think, again, I, I think he would have been a great option. I think um, Niske Shai is one of the uh, selectors for, for one of the franchises because yeah, some good ideas here. He, he correctly identifies good cricketers, that's for sure. But the, <laughs> the other point I think that you could make on it is it's, it might just be that the teams that are looking for the t replacement players haven't got the space in the top tier, as you say. So um, you've got to wonder whether the uh, the um, you know whether they're like for like replacements. The finances, it I suppose, haven't quite worked out. For uh, he might have also said, you know, not up for it this time. I've been on the road a lot. See what it goes. So got a question here from uh, Ian Aldridge. Ollie Robinson. So, what do we think of Ollie Robinson? How's he going to get on first in terms of cricket? In terms of cricket, I think he'll do fine. Big, strong, fast bowler. Um, he can send it down at you know, close to 90, but he's got a decent amount of variation as well. Um, decent amount of experience playing for Sussex in the blast. So, learned his trade alongside the likes of Chris Jordan, who's yeah. a real master at this. Controversial, a little bit. I mean, Robinson is currently suspended from England duty due to an ongoing investigation. He made his test debut, and during that test debut, there surfaced some tweets he'd made, I think when he was 19, 20 years old, that were a bit distasteful, let's be honest. No, no, let's be clear, they were racist. Yeah. Um, he has uh, apologised for that and said that he has learned as a person. Um, I don't know if it, it counts for, for much in this case, but there's never been any indication in the Sussex dressing room that um, players... Uh, Asian or, or West um, or 
players from the Caribbean have felt any any issues with him in, in that sense. So I, I don't know the extent to see whether you know that that's still part of his character or that's still part part of him. But it is under investigation. Yeah. So that's the point, isn't it? I mean, this is still being investigated. Um, I think it's probably right that he's off the England scene. That's very high profile, very high pressure. Maybe the hundred, you know, it's, it's eight, nine, ten games for most of these teams. He's still entitled to make a living, given it's fifteen years later. Um, so let's have a look at uh, another question, if we can. Um, one from Harish V, if we can. Sam Hayne signed as a replacement. Good move or bad one? Good I'd, move. I'd say good. Yeah, I mean, like on form alone, right? Yeah, well, so have you got his numbers there? Yeah, so he's played eight times this year in the blast. He's got 288 runs, averaging 48, striking at 140. Yeah. So that's, a, I mean, 140 strike rate, that's probably about table stakes, I think, for a top-class batter. Um, but it's that weight of runs as well, you know, the 288 runs across the innings that, that sets him apart there. So I think, yeah, very useful uh, addition. Do you think he's going to be, do you think he slots into the side? Or do you think he's uh, he makes it... He's a side uh, to start with. I think he'll be making a strong case for the, certainly a first game. I'd like to see him start. If he's if he's in form, you'd like to think that they're going to put him straight in uh, against uh, you know against the opposition that comes up. Um, got another question? I mean, have you got anything else on Sam? I mean, no, it's no, a kind no, of related question here. Um, so, which good, is, the answer to the question: good move from me. Good move from me as well. I'm I'm excited to see a bit more of him because he's having a great summer, and and I think this relates to what Shai Manju is going to say here, and that you know. Is there space for these guys that do really well in the 100 then to push on to the T20 World Cups for England, for any of these, whichever country they're Now, we know the, the World Cup is scheduled in for October. Um, yeah, so for me, that's there are options, I think, for England to move some players, but I don't think it'll be wholesale changes. So who could get a look in? Anyone you know that might be in a, a bit of danger? I think we spoke about Alex Hales before, didn't we? I think we spoke about Hales. I actually, I think it's really open, actually. Yeah. I think that the way selection is done is on merit. Um, and I think if somebody has a really strong tournament, that could definitely put themselves in contention for the T20 World Cup later this year. It's going to be played in uh, Abu Dhabi and Oman, I think. And I think that, that goes back to when, when we first described the tournament. One thing that we like about it is it does create this more concentrated competition. I mean, it's no surprise that when you look at the strength of Indian cricket today, even across all formats of it, the one day is under T20, that pressure cook environment of the IPL has really sort of helped a lot of those young players get used to playing on the big occasion, get used to playing in front of huge crowds and get used to playing against better bowling. So if you're playing in the blast, often be, you might come up against sort of three very good bowlers, but there might be two lesser bowling options where you can sort of fill your boots. Whereas in the 100, the bowl, all of the bowlers are going to be good. So people who make runs and take wickets in the 100, I think definitely going to be putting themselves up for the national squad selection. And I think the guys who are in the squad are going to be under pressure to perform as well, because I don't think you can afford to have a bad tournament here and just assume you're going to be on the flight to Abu Dhabi. Competition in any team is really important. So if you've got depth, then you're going to be a stronger team for the starters. So I think that's, if nothing else, the ECB will expect the 100 to improve their, their squads in T20, actually on ODI and test as well over the next two, three, four, five years once these guys are starting to play against the like of Rashid Khan, against Wild Riaz, against, um, you know, Jimmy Neesham all the time for a summer period. You're going to hope that that translates fairly quickly. Um, and just, yeah, just, to, just a follow-on point there, we talk about England's T20 squad. So it's also pretty good news for New Zealand as well because a yeah. lot of their players who weren't scheduled to take part originally are now getting a, a chance to play in this tournament as well. So that, you know, it's going to be 
New Zealand are going to be pretty battle-hardened when it comes to the T20 World Cup as well. Yeah, and I was thinking about that for someone like uh, Finn Allen, right? He's, yeah. he's great batter, bats at a huge strike rate, has come in relatively late uh, to uh, into the competition, but he hasn't had as much exposure as he might want, not just in the international scene, but also actually for things like IPL. So if you want to get yourself a million-dollar contract at the IPL, well, prove it in some of the other franchises as they go. Now, yeah. I've said it before, you know, the 100 is not going to compete with the IPL yet. It's not the same league. No, um, I don't think it ever will. It's no. played in a different time of year, uh, obviously in a different, different part of the world. I, I think that there's, there's, there's space for it. But it, but it is going to potentially complement it. As you say, different time, different time from the BBL in Australia. And, and if you want to be, you know, a really successful cricketer, um, in the modern age, you want to make lots of money, let's be brutally honest, yeah. then you need to be good at these formats and getting that done uh, right now. Okay, so just to give you guys an update, thank you for joining us today on The 100 Club. We're having a bit of a chat about what's happened in terms of trades over the last 24 hours um, for The 100. Uh, we're waiting, actually, for the wildcard draft. Uh, obviously, can't stri- stream it live onto YouTube. That's uh, on paywall uh, here in the UK. But uh, at the moment, uh, that's yet to kick off. As soon as we get something, we'll start giving you some names and giving you the reactions as they come in. So please do keep the questions coming in. And if you're enjoying what we're giving here, then give us a like and continue the comments. That would be great. Uh, got another good question just come in from Harish, if you're happy. Actually, he's got a couple of good questions here. Um, have you got the stats there for Brandon Glover? Uh, Brandon Glover, the Dutchman. Yeah. Indeed. What do you What do you reckon? Do you think he's going to be a wild card on the form? Well, let's have a look into it. I think on form, perhaps. So last four matches uh, in the T Twenty Blast for Northants, uh, one for twenty one, one for twenty nine. Uh, didn't bowl against Leicester. That was ones rained out. One for twenty one against Northampton. So you're pretty tidy figures. Um, yeah. I haven't seen I haven't seen a lot of him play. I'll be honest here. So maybe I'll I'll, I'll hand that one back to uh, to Harish um, whether he where he would see him fitting in. You know, he's obviously you know fast bowler born in South Africa, but he's he's not a player I know I know a lot about. So well, on those uh, figures, I, he sounds he's got what I would call the efficiency and the the economy rate that you would want for the hundred, right? Because if you've only got a hundred balls, sixteen point four overs and old money, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you, you're going to have to have a mix of... You can't just rely on wicket-takers, I don't think. You're going to need to actually just be able to keep it tight, particularly through those middle overs after the power play. And so someone like that is only conceding, you know, rate of uh, six and over, six, seven and over in the T20 format, translate that into the 10 ball over, although it's going to be slightly different, of course. Um, that's, you know, that's a quality in itself. It's whether these squads are going to find the space for that thinking or whether they're just going to want the straight wicket. Let us know, Harris. Harris comes in with another question that uh, mm. I can give a better answer to, which is how important is the tournament for somebody like Ravi Bapara or Timar Mills? Yeah, um, so slightly older, slightly more experienced types. What are, what are they think, getting out of it? Well, Timar Mills uh, still has aspirations to get back into the England setup. So going back to that previous point about the T20 World Cup, quite important for him. You know, Timar Mills, left arm quick, made a choice early on in his career that he was going to focus on the short format, but injury concerns. Um, and there is that space in the squad, I suppose, for the left arm quick. Probably behind Sam Curran at the minute. You think he's probably kind of got his, he's the first choice at the minute. But you know that left arm is, is Morgan likes having a left arm quick for the variety. So I think import the Tomar Mills. Ravi Papara, less so. I mean, Ravi Papara's had an amazing career, uh, both here and sort of playing franchise cricket around the world. I think this is probably more of a swan song for, for, for Ravi. And I think 
his experience will be very useful for the guys at, at London Spirits. But I think it's sort of more of a, I think it's more of a kind of a swan song for Abby Bapara than a chance to get back into the England side. Yeah. I mean, for, for Tim or Mills, going back to that one slightly, left arm quick, one place that is useful we, is, is, is Australia. Um, so playing against them, there is a bit of form for actually for certain, certain, certain members of their squad uh, to struggle. I'm not mentioning Steve Smith by name, obviously, against the left-arm bowlers. But, um, you know, maybe there's something there. But I think Sam Curran has got to be the favourite. And for, for good reason, he's, he's, he's doing pretty well. But we'll see. We'll see what he comes up with. Uh, good question here from Shai Manju. Oh, was that one? Uh, let's go with that one first, Shai, if you could give me a minute. Why is Ben Stokes not captaining the Northern Supergiants? Well, I think I've got a reasonable answer for that one in that there is an overlap with some England games and uh, the test squad are going to be playing India clearly in the first test, I think, is the 4th of August starts. That's right, yeah. Um, so if you want to captain all the way through the tournament, which is running from the 21st of July to the 21st of August, I'd say it's probably the case that you, you might not necessarily give Ben Stokes the captaincy for the Super Giants, like say, okay, we'll have someone who's there all the way through, rather than just, um, you know, having to pull someone else out in halfway through for five days for some test duties. Yeah, I think that's that's the answer to the question. It's it, and, and it goes on to Shai's other question, which is which is actually a very, very good one. Will losing international... Let's flash that one up. Will yeah. losing international England... Sorry, previous one. That one, yeah. Okay. Yeah, will losing England players for the test impact 100 as a brand? Uh, yes. Yes, it will, I think. Uh, and I think it's just a, a scheduling challenge. Uh, I just don't think it was possible in the domestic summer to carve out uh, a long enough time without the tests because yes. we've got we've had two tests against New Zealand at the start of the summer, then we've got the White Ball series against Sri Lanka, then the White Ball series against Pakistan, then obviously five tests against India. It's a lot of international cricket to fit in. The other option would have been to sort of split the 100 and to sort of do it in windows, I don't think that would have worked either. So I think they've had to make the harsh decision. We're going to do it the 100 as a straight 30-day tournament, and it means it's going to overlap with international cricket. But it yeah. does impact it as a brand. It, it really does. But, I mean, you can't account for COVID. They've had to delay it 12 months already. And the other impact is clearly other international teams have moved their, their fixtures around. It's just trying to get all of that cricket energy out of us after, yeah. you know, after lockdown and all the impact of, of that as well. So the World Cup draft picks are in, by the way. Are you ready? Let's go. Let's, let's discuss. Yeah. Okay. So the first one, and they've given them all out there. So Northern Superchargers have taken Ben Rain. Ben Rain. Ben Rain. So what have we got on him? That wasn't the name I was tracking. I'm going to be straight up there. Were you? No, that's that's a surprise for me. Were you? Uh, uh, I have not. Have you got anything there for him on the stats? Um, yeah, to follow this in? he's a Durham boy, a bowling all rounder, bats left hand. Average twenty seven point three five, economy eight point eight eight, wicket sixty four. Um, so bowling option definitely. Yeah, not too bad with the bat either. Uh, strike rate of one hundred thirty three. He has a T twenty hundred, so I mean, that's a sign of not being too shabby. Yeah, so, yeah. Just, They've just flashed up some clips there. He's going to be, um, you know, putting it down at some lick uh, and looks to be a, a direct, quite wide on the crease kind of right arm bowler, firing it into the stumps. Uh, looks like a quite a tricky proposition. So we'll keep an eye out for him. Uh, he might, you know, how many games are these wild cards going to get, do you think? You know, they're coming in late. I think that with a 16-man squad and eight games, and especially as you're going to be losing players to the tests, I would expect to see most players get a game at different points. I think it's going to depend on you know how well the team's going. I think winning teams probably could be more likely to have a settled side. Um, but I would expect most squads to rotate and uh, and use most of their playable. So we should see them at some point. 
Yeah. Is the next pick in? It is, it is, but I'm actually struggling because they keep pulling it off the screen here. So that's quite unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so give me two seconds and I'll try and get it. They've, what they've done well, is they've released well, it all eight as a one while, you, while you're there and just getting it, I'm just going to re- respond to a question from, from Shai again. Yeah. Are the rules of the 100 explained properly to the audience? Now, we did do a video on our channel uh, where we went through all of the rule innovations for the tournament. So if you go and check that out, uh, I think it was called... The second video we put out, we went into detail on all of the changes, both uh, the rules and also the tournament format. Yeah, uh, I am struggling to find where they're announcing now because I thought they were just going to do it one by one, but they've actually just gone dumped all eight on us in a one So uh, you're going to bear with me, guys, please. You can do that in the background. I'm going to answer a few more questions. Yeah, um, please. George Garton is a better option for England than Tim R. Mills. Uh, I think that's right. Yeah, much more of an all-rounder. Uh, he's in the one-day squad at the minute. A younger player, um, I would agree with that. He's just been, uh, yeah, just just added to the one day squad. Um, yeah, big tall guy, long levers, quick as well. No, no, I agree with that. I agree with that point. Um, I was only really saying in terms of Timar Mills that I've I've read that he's has aspirations to get back into the England squad. Not necessarily that I would put him back in there. Uh, from Ian, do you think the elevated crowds? focus and press coverage of the women's games will put a lot of pressure on some very young players unlike the men who tend to be older this is a good point yeah i think that one thing about the women's tournament is that it follows the structure of the women's domestic game a lot more closely in terms of you have the eight regional sides that more or less marry up to the 800 teams they didn't do a draft for the women's they tended to be more geographically localized so you know Lancashire Thunder players have gone to the Manchester Originals or Loughborough Lightning players have gone to the Trent Rockets. So they're kind of closer to you know, what they're used to. They're not going to be staying away from home for such a long period of time. They're going to be with teammates they know. They're going to be with coaching staff they know. So hopefully a lot of that will uh, will, will stand them in good stead to, to get used to it. But uh, having said that, uh, most of them are professional cricketers now. So... Uh, given that the ECB handed out the additional uh, 41 regional contracts in addition to the 16 centrally contracted players. So professional cricketers have got to get used to uh, playing in front of crowds in pressure situations. Yeah, and there is there are more benefits than not here. I know we've spent quite a lot of time here uh, on this on this stream talking about the men's game, but at some point, you know, the the same by side-by-side nature of the tournament, the fact that um, they've got the same team names, it's all going to help. And it makes it different from things like football, from from rugby, where you know they're separate separate teams, separate entities, and they're not you know properly alongside each other. So we'll see how that goes along. Um, we had a follow-up, actually, from Shai on your comment uh, about the, the rule explanation. You know, Commentators have a big responsibility to explain the rules to the live audience. And I think that's absolutely fair because... Um, you know, there was quite a bit of controversy about a month and a half ago about how they were going to describe the game, um, you know, out rather than a wicket. Um, and that kind of caused a bit of a, you know, a hoo-ha on social media and stuff. Um, but you've got to wonder um, whether the, you know, the point underlying it was actually justified. Um, let me just let Rich out for a minute while he deals with business. Um, the point underlying it is justified because, you know, we want this uh, format of the game to actually encourage people to un- love cricket. The... Right, I've got, I've, got, I've got the picks in front of me here, Tom. So uh, we did Ben Rain. Rain. Yeah, Ben Rain has gone to the Northern Superchargers. Jordan Cox. Yeah, i just seen Oval Invincibles, yeah? Yeah, Kent Wicketkeeper, uh, very promising young bat. Um, he's gone to the Oval Invincibles. 
Sam Cooke has gone to yep. the Trent Rockets. Jake Lintop has gone to the Southern Brave. Yeah. Freddie Clarson has gone to the Manchester Originals. Blake Cullen has gone to the London Spirit. Luz Deploy has gone to uh, the Welsh Fire. And yep. Dylan Pennington has gone to the Birmingham Phoenix. So how do we feel about that? Well, my immediate reaction to that is what they've done, most of the teams, they've picked really young players. Rather than necessarily absolutely just the form guy, they've gone for the really young player that they want to be maybe good next year. Maybe the guy, the, the guy is going to be tremendous in 2022, 23. And given them exposure now, get them some game time maybe, rather than necessarily just you know keep developing the guy who's maybe had five, six years of their career already uh, and, and perhaps won't quite get there. Yeah, um, so lose, lose deploy. He's gone well. He's got 346 runs um, so far in the in the blast in in ten innings. Uh, Jordan Cox, 239 runs. So yeah. Yeah. Jake Lintot, a left arm spinner with the uh, Southern Brave. He's uh, tends to bowl a very crafty ball. Actually, what he does quite nicely with it is really rips his arm over with the left arm. So right over the top, quite difficult to read because what he'll do is he'll put it either right on the stumps or uh, without too much variation in his action, put it just outside that line. So he's really difficult for the batter to read uh, when it's coming up to the uh, up to the crease and throwing that down. Gets a yeah. bit of movement as well. Fred Clarsen, a player I know very well from his time down at Kent. Uh, 11 wickets so far this year in the blast. Uh, been a little bit expensive, you know, going at 8.4s, but uh, you know, best of four for 32. Uh, a, good, a very good white ball bowler, I think, uh, yeah, useful addition there. Who are the other three? Who haven't we got? We haven't covered Pennington or Cullen or Sam Cook. So Sam Cook, I think, yeah, we've got, well, Dylan Pellington uh, going to uh, Worcestershire, well, he's a Worcestershire player going to the Birmingham Phoenix. So that's a local connection. Again, I think that's something we'll see a little bit there. You know, it, these kind of regional hubs, we don't want to abandon the county system. The counties have to be on board with this. So get a local player in, develop him for that. He's a, he's a fast bowler, a right arm. You know, uh, and again, I think, you know, having a decent season for Worcestershire, but I can't... I, and have you got his stats? I haven't. I was looking at Sam Cook. He's a fast yeah. bowler at Essex. Um, he's got 23, run, uh, 23 wickets in 22 matches uh, so far. Uh, not much to write about with the bat, so, you know, pretty much pure bowler. But, uh, no, it's, it's quite useful there to have another, you know, fast bowling option for the, for the Rockets. Yeah. Uh, we'll just take a, a little break there while you have a look. We've got a couple of questions in. So, um one I think we just touched on really, which was from Kevin Menezes. Menes, uh, excuse me if I've uh, incorrectly pronounced your name there. Um, the opportunity for Kiwi players in the hundred, considering overseas players have backed out, is it is the best preparation for the World Cup T uh, Twenty for both England and New Zealand? And we couldn't agree more. You know, there is yeah, yeah a huge opportunity for those uh, those Kiwis. Um, would you go so far to make them favourites for the World Cup, given they're the form team in international cricket? Oh no, my no. favourite, no. I, I I like I like the look of the West Indies for the T Twenty World Cup. I just see like talent throughout that lineup. But that's, perhaps that's for another chat where <laughs> we can get everybody back in and debate that one. Well, it might have to be, but you know, obviously the favourites are England right now, top of the ICC rankings, uh, doing pretty well. We'll see how they get on. Uh, I'm going to pull up another question, uh, which is from Shai. How will the Shane Warne Owen Morgan combo work in the hundred? Is it a winning combo? And I guess we kind of touched this one. Um, Check out, uh, check out our London Spirit preview also yeah. on, the, uh, on the YouTube channel. Uh, I think it will work. I think that you know, they're both big personalities. 
Um, I think, but Warren may be uh, sort of a bit Slightly more of an, Warren a bit more of an extrovert. Owen Morgan is a bit more sort of quiet, a bit more laid back, mm. but you know, both very astute cricketing minds. So I think they'll work well together. Yeah, they both love the game, and they're both good at the game. Properly good leaders of the game. You see Owen Morgan with the One Day International uh, as the captain there, and just the way he controls the game, he plays his own style. Absolutely. So maybe that's where the clash is going to come in. If if Owen Morgan's got a different way about how to execute the plan, maybe you can see something there. Yeah, absolutely. So if I just recap who's gone in the wildcard draft, yeah. and then maybe you can uh, tell everybody where they can you know find our next uh, next video coming out, but. The wildcard drafted once once again, Ben Rain to the Superchargers, Jordan Cox to the Invincibles, Sam Cook to the Rockets, Jake Lintop to the Brave, Fred Clarsen to the Originals, Blake Cullen to the Spirit, Luce Deploy to the Fire, and Dylan Pennington to the Phoenix. I'm off to watch the T20 Blast. It's going to be the Roses yeah. tonight, Lancashire versus Yorkshire. Looking forward to that one. Yeah, and then maybe you've got a different... You've got to dip away. And to be honest, we've got the draft picks out. We're going to have to do a little bit more on this, I think, a little bit of research. But any one of you who's joined us, thank you so much for joining us. It's an absolute pleasure. It's our first time. We're probably a bit rusty. <laughs> but <laughs> it's been a great deal of fun. So thanks for joining. We're going to put out some more of this kind of stuff as we're going forward. So please, if you've enjoyed it, do let us know. Get someone else involved. Really appreciate it. Um, you know, this tournament is going gonna, is gonna to happen. It's going to happen on the 21st of July. <laughs> and it's going to bring a lot of good cricketers together. So thanks very much for joining us. Uh, have a great evening wherever you are in the world. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye.